Hello, and welcome back to another episode of King's Chaos, the show recommended by 9 out of 10 doctors. It really has nothing to do with health, but we just thought adding in a doctor referral made us sound more professional. everybody, and welcome back to another episode of King's Chaos. I am your host, Kyle Pepitone, aka the Kingpin parentheses of spades, and throughout the show we've had a bunch of very unique and special guests here, a lot of creative musical talents, and today is no exception. Today I am joined here with Amanda Marino, lead singer of Sound of the Fury. Hi Kyle, thanks for having me. No problem, thanks for coming on. So do you want to because we've worked together before on, like, The Morning Buzz and other things with the radio, but I don't know if all of the audience knows who you are. So do you want to give a quick introduction about yourself? Oh, quick intros are so hard. I don't even know what to say about myself. <laughs> but anyway, I'm Amanda Burrito. I am a senior uh, theater and uh, communications major at um, Montclair State University. I actually attended high school with Kyle here, too, as well. And uh, I am the producer of The Morning Buzz, and I also am in a band, and I do theater, I do film, I do all of the world of entertainment, so I have always something going on in the world of entertainment anyways. Nice. Yeah. And how, how is that? How is the whole entertainment thing? Not just, like, one area of it, but, like, a bunch of different theater, music, like you said, all that stuff. It's hard right now. It's definitely really hard right now. I am trying to make the most of this time. I'm trying to always like work on new projects. It's just challenging because we, I don't think anybody ever thought this past year, like the COVID pandemic was going to be a thing. Right. So like doing theater online, like I just produced a show completely online. Like oh, really? it, it's wild to, to have to take these new avenues with things that you never thought you were going to have to use. And it's just how it is right now, but yeah. we're getting through it. We're getting through it, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I can't, like, speak myself on, like, a lot of that stuff because I've always worked digitally, so the mm -hmm. only difference is... I, and I think I might have said this before in a past episode, but it's just the only difference is a change of scenery. Like, instead of yeah. being at school working, I'm at home working. So yeah. not much of a change there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's entertainment world is definitely something that's always been something that you kind of like need to be in person especially right. like music, live music or live theater or film you're working on a set with a bunch of cast and crew members there's just not a lot of that right now or now there's just so many more things that have to go into it like i've been on a few film sets since this started and it's like everybody has to get like tested and everybody has yeah. to stay distance everybody's wearing masks and it's like it's nuts it's totally a different animal and it's a lot, lot more preparing than right. ever before a lot more like worry and stress so that's always a good time i guess yeah because I, I, I remember we were talking about like all the preparations film sets had to go on to when mm -hmm. um we were talking about the batman last year yeah 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 i'm actually going on another film set in like two weeks and like we have to all get tested it's like a mandatory testing beforehand and like everybody's wearing masks when you're not like yeah when you're not acting and when you are acting, it's like only four of us. And like, I luckily know all the four, the three other right. actors besides myself. So it's like, we kind of already know everybody's been being safe and stuff. So it's just like, it's kind of like a trust game, which is so wild too, because you have to just trust the people you're with. Yeah, and that they're being safe. 
Yeah, so it's it's just different. It's just different all around. But that's not stopping us from still producing great work. And I think you could probably say the same thing, right, Kyle? That you're still able to produce great work, even if it's different. It's yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like I've gotten a lot more productive at home. Like I've yeah. taken it upon myself to learn new forms of art. Like this past year, I got into learning 3D modeling. Which if I had waited to do that through the school, it would have been maybe this semester yeah yeah and exactly so you took it upon yourself and you were probably able to like really like find all those niche details and stuff and try to right. see what you could actually add or do or you you also have time to make mistakes too so if you have like if you're like oh i want to try this and oh that didn't work like that kind of thing yeah, too so that's exactly. awesome too yeah so now you were talking about the whole trust thing between like co-workers and your acting thing and has that, like, come or translated over to your band? Like, have you guys met up since all this happened? Or have so you been... We, yeah. Um, so we met up a few times. It's been a little different because, <laughs> actually, um, so we played... We had a bunch of gigs set, set for last summer. And then, obviously, those got canceled because that was still very early on in this. And no one really knew what was going to happen yet and stuff. So we those got canceled. We decided to meet up a few times over the summer. And we did. Uh, we did some practicing. We were prepping for one gig. Um, a few of my members decided they didn't end up feel comfortable, feeling comfortable with that gig. So it was just me and my guitar player that played the gig. Yeah. And it was actually like a good, okay gig, uh, an okay gig though. It was outside, everybody wore masks. And then we took our masks off when we were about to start. Right. Uh, okay. But it was outside, everybody was kind of distanced. And it was a good, t it was like a charity event. So it was like a good thing we were doing it wasn't just like hey like we're just gonna perform at an open right. mic or something we, it was actually for something and we did that gig but after that it was just a little harder because my guitar player actually goes to tcnj so he doesn't yeah. go that far to school but he's at another school he dorms there so like oh, he would okay. have to get tested every time he kept coming back so there was just too much of like that was a stress right. and worry that he was like i don't want to do that and i don't want my my parents don't want me back in my house if i don't get tested so like it's right. like that kind of whole thing my drummer and bass player they live together but they actually i believe had a COVID scare oh, really? um yeah so one of them i think one maybe two of them actually got COVID. um i know one of them definitely did and so that became an issue so we could, I could imagine rehearse. yeah so um yeah so they were just dealing with a lot of that and i said to them i was like you know what like let's just not worry about it right now like there's not it's not like anybody's really like hiring too many bands right now anyways so like yeah. there's only a few people and if they are it's like do we really want to do this like <laughs> you know what right. i mean so so i said just like let's hold off maybe we'll meet back up in the spring or something and when it, the warmer weather starts again and then maybe we could try to find some outside stuff for the summer and stuff it's just it's been challenging between that and between school and stuff and it's just more things you have to worry about like i said so you have to like we had trust in each other but then obviously things happen and it's just you know it's just how it is right yeah exactly Mm-hmm. so now, I was reading up a bit on your band and said you formed it in 2015, if I'm correct? Yes, yes, 2015. So what was the process like? Like, how did you go about uh, finding members? Because it said you and your guitar player, right? Yeah, I'll, give a, I'll give a little brief little yeah. brief bio, if that's okay. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Yeah, so we, 
so Sound of the Fury was born 2015, but we... I've always been in bands. I've always that was something that I always loved. I was in a band called To Be Determined at one time because we couldn't come up with a better band name. <laughs> I was in a band name called Circumstantial Evidence. Uh, I did a few things, and like sometimes I would just play like acoustically with people. Like if I was bored, I'd like find a friend and be like, "Hey, you want to like play a few gigs acoustically?" Because there's always people that want gigs and shows and things like right. that. So that's always a thing. But I always liked being in a band, and so I wanted something again more stable. So in 2015, I was doing theater. And I actually met my guitar player, uh, Jake, who actually we did uh, music together early on, too. We just hadn't gotten close until we did theater together. So we decided we really wanted to start something. And we ended up reaching out to a friend of ours named Luke. And we formed an acoustic trio. And that's what we did for a few years. We did that. And then our guitar player, Luke, left. It became an acoustic duo for a while. We just did that, but me and Jake were really, really passionate about going back to a band again because we really wanted yeah. that full band experience. So I actually work at Whole Foods, and I met my other two band members through working at Whole Foods. Oh, cool. And it's so awesome. Anytime I tell people that story, they're like, what? And it's just like it happens. It, surprisingly enough, a lot of musicians and artists work at Whole Foods, so... Uh, we met there and uh, kind of the rest is history. We met there and we just went into a studio and started recording stuff. And that's how it happened. Wow. Mm -hmm. Cool. That's a really unique yeah. story. I've never heard that from like all the research <laughs> I've done and past people I've interviewed. And that, that's why I love asking about these things because everyone has their own different story of like how they formed the band. And I'm going to ask this question next, but and then how they came up with their name and what meaning they have behind it. Mm -hmm. It's just very cool to see how the uh, thought process or circumstances are different between people. Yeah. And it's just, you never really know. And if you're just, you keep an open mind with who you're like working with and who you're like meeting, you never know. Like for right. me at working at Whole Foods, I was like, this is a part-time job. I'm not going to meet anybody here. What am I going to do? I'll maybe meet a few people that are nice, but like, that's it. But you, I kept my like mind open and I did. I was stocking shelves one day or something and I saw my friend and he was like yeah like wearing a Zildjian shirt and I was like only drummers know what Zildjian is so like I right. talked to him and then that created a conversation and then we became friends and then that's how things worked and of it's just course. how it is so it's it's awesome yeah that's interesting yeah so, so like I said oh. before uh sorry <laughs> but um you've gotten each other off yeah, we do. <laughs> I, I was going to ask, um, now that we know how you formed your band and like how you found members for your band, how, what was the naming process? Like, how did you come up with Sound of the Fury? What does that mean? So this is going to make us sound very smart and we're really not that smart. It's just going to come off that way. So we really needed a band name. I, I'm really bad at coming up with band names. I mean, I know no band name is actually a good band name. Like if you really think about it, like look, go back in the rock world. You're going to tell me the Rolling Stones is like a good name. The Beatles, like when you think about it, no, it's just because over the years they've grown yeah. to the name and it sounds cool now. It's the but, music behind the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, what do I do? Like, how do you come up with a band name? Like, what, what do you do? Because I had band names called To Be Determined because we couldn't think of a band name. Anyways, so, um, like, we, I, we were just talking one day, and I don't even know how it specifically came up, but, like, I guess we were reading Shakespeare at the time, and I know that's going to be, like, what? Like, you're reading Shakespeare? <laughs> so, in the play uh, Macbeth, 
at the very end, uh, there's a line that says the sound and the fury. And there's like a whole line. I don't remember exactly where it is, but it's kind of like towards the end of the play. And I like, I think it was Jake that was reading it. And he's like, oh, what if we like change this to like sound of the fury or something? That would sound pretty cool. And I was like, cool. And so then I immediately went to the internet and I was like, does this exist yet? Does this exist yet? And it's like, nah, I couldn't find anything that existed of that. So it was fun. So then we just decided on that. And it was it was really funny for me because at the time I didn't read the full play of Macbeth but, yet. But then when I finally did, I was like, that's my band name in there. <laughs> like, so it was, it was, yeah, it's, it, it makes us sound like we're really more like cultured and like literature and stuff, but we're really not. It just happened to be that like, it was assigned reading in school and high yeah. school. And then just that's what happened. Yeah. So that's where we came from. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I know your thing about like making sure like the band name doesn't exist because when I was, when I got to college last year before like I was kicked out. Um, Wait, what? That that I I wasn't actually kicked out, but that's that's the term I used when they sent us all home for the oh, lockdown. I was gonna say, were you kicked out at some point too? <laughs> no, I just like to say I was evicted from the dorm just because it sounds fun. <laughs> they ripped you out like you were like, <laughs> no, I need my computer here. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I figured without, uh, like, since most of this is audio, nobody was able to see the air quotes, so I probably should have clarified that regardless. No, you're good. You're good. But when I had gone, when I started college last year, um, I was trying to start a band. Nothing has really happened yet, but a whole thing about that is, was coming up with a band name. I'm like, does this exist yet? Did somebody take this yet? Because it's, it's, it's cool to come up with, like, a name that you think sounds really nice. Like, yeah, this is it. And then find out somebody already did it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So it was hard because I was searching, like, on Facebook. I'm like, oh, okay, every band has, like, a fan page. Like, what do, you, right. what do you look for? But, like, like I said, when you think about it, why is the Beatles a good band name? It's a bug. Like, it's like. <laughs> yes, but it's spelled B-E-A-T, so it's a pun, too. So that gives it extra points. Well, but, but but what I'm saying is though, if you if you were teaching somebody who the Beatles were for the first time, they'd be like, the Beatles are the most popular band name. I'm like, what? I'm yeah. Like, what? Like, why? But if you think about it that way, it's like band names are supposed to be dumb and stupid, and right. like I don't know, unless there's like a meaning behind it, because then the meaning behind it could be cool too. I mean, you listen to Dave Grohl talk about the Foo Fighters. He's like, this is the stupidest band name anybody could have come up with, but now I'm stuck with it, so I can't really do anything about yeah. it. Yeah. So. It's whatever. So yeah, that's how we stuck with it. That's pretty cool. I like I like that because that that is a totally different story from the two other artists I've interviewed, where one was they started off with um because they thought it'd be a cool name to go on stage and announce that the band was name was um um, but because that was taken, they had to change it to you might be mine, and then the one I did two weeks ago, I think yeah, when I did King Spade. He had a band with his brothers, and it was the Spades in general, because one was the Ace of Spades, one was the Jack of Spades, oh, and then he was the King of Spades. And then when he went fun. solo, yeah, and then when he went solo, he just changed it to King Spade, which was also interesting. And then you taking it from literature is a whole nother story. It's like a completely different thing, yeah. And it's yeah. it was just like by like coincidence, I think. It was just like you were reading it, and then it was like, oh, this is kind of like a cool line. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think I've... I did actually. That was one of my possible band names when I was looking because I was reading like you, like you, um, an assigned reading book for college. It was something about extinction. I don't know. I read it at like five in the morning. I was tired most days, 
But one, they were talking about something like, I forget the exact topic, but the line in the book was Bloody Dead Bats. I'm like, hey, that would be a good metal band name. Of course, that didn't happen yet, but... Kyle, what, what kind of band are you trying to form? A metal band? Not really, because I was thinking of being the lead singer, and I can't sing like that. You sing? Why didn't I know this? Because I really don't. I'm more of a writer. Okay. Like, I, I'm okay. a lyricist, so I write... I've been writing a lot of lyrics in the past few years, but... I love that. I, w- I would like to go out there and make that work mine, but I don't... I'm still working on finding the members... Like, yes. I found a guitar player, but once again, kind of hard to coordinate, like you said, with your band, with everything it's, going with on. With everything going on, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But every band doesn't just, like, come out of the blue. Like, most people who love music want to form bands, and they want to form bands in the way of the music that they like. So, with your band, who inspired you to create the band? Who do you aspire to sound like when you created sound of the fury oh this is like some deep questions i love it though <laughs> um i don't know like i've always just i don't really have i don't think one artist or like one song that like influenced me to the point of like this is why i want to make music it's just i very much live in a music filled household like when i was growing up my mom and dad always took me to concerts uh they would always play music for me whether it was like classic rock or um, 80s and musical theater and blues and jazz like it was all these different things like they didn't just show me like oh you have to love the Beatles and that's it like it's like they right. showed me all these different things they showed me the deep tracks they showed me everything and so for me that was always like it showed my variety of different music so I feel like between all of that and between having this musical theater background which I have as well it kind of forms this weird mix of why I like performing and what influences my sound and what I like. So Sound of the Fury is very much like a pop rock band. But like, I think that influenced our sound and influenced a lot of some of the original stuff that we produced. Like it's very much like, like in that vein that it's a very pop rock song. And I think that helps because it stems from all over it. Pop rock are very much the most generic terms you could use, but they're like blending from all sorts of different avenues, if that makes any sense. So, okay, that's pretty cool. So like- Like, so I can't say I have like what, I mean like, sure, I love artists, but like, I don't feel like I have one singular artist that was like, I, this is everything from Sound of the Fury, or this is why I made this band to specifically sound like this. Like, you know, Oasis was, came into being because they really liked the Beatles a lot. Like. That's not, like, I don't feel like I have one singular band that's like, yes, that is the reason I still perform or whatever, if that makes any sense. I, I, I see what you're saying. So there's mm-hmm. like, you like too much music to narrow it down. Yeah. Like for, whenever, okay. when anybody asks me like my favorite song, I'm like, I don't really have an answer to that because like, I don't have a favorite song. It changes daily. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Huh. Sometimes I'm, I'm like, I that. love this song. And the next day I'm like, I hate this song. Like, <laughs> so exactly. it's, it just depends, you know? So. Oh, that's interesting. So mm-hmm. is there like a specific moment or anything where that made you decide that you want to be in a band? Like, is there anything that happened, like a key moment that said, this is what I want to do. I'm going to start a band because of X, Y, or Z. I feel like when I think about a lot of like 
classic rock really influenced me, I think, in that sense of, like, you know, those jams, those guitar solos. Even though I don't play guitar, I feel that, like, there's certain songs in that sense that get you in that mood of, like, wow, I wish I could do this. Or, wow, I wish I could be on that stage doing that and experiencing that. There's just this... I don't know how to describe it, but, like, sometimes when I hear certain songs like that that are, like, in that classic rock vein, that are in that, like, jamming out phase, I feel like I'm like, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to be. Like, you know, one of the songs I listened to a lot growing up that's still probably one of my favorites by the artist, um, my dad was a very big Allman Brothers fan. I don't know if you know them at all, but they're very I'm, big. I'm familiar blues. with them, yeah. Yeah, blues band. There's this one song called Worried Down with the Blues, and it's one song that I've been listening to since I was little. And it it's just a really, like, grooving song. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but, like, the guitars really match perfectly, yeah. and the vocals are very crisp and perfect. And... To me, like hearing that, that would be like a reason why I'd be like, oh, I wish I could do this live. You know what I mean? Like that, those yeah. kinds of songs that give you that wow, that wow factor almost. I, I feel like I know, I'm just going yeah. on a little like rant here, but that's that's sort of basically I feel like there's these certain songs. I don't like again, like I don't know if there's like a specific one, but songs like that, right? That I could listen to over and over again, maybe gives me goosebumps or something like that <laughs> makes me feel like I could be there and I want to be part of it. Ah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I I, I can yeah. understand that because I I'm I I I can see that because I'm kind of in that same boat in some aspects. There's like these songs that are like if I could make something like this and put it out into the world, that would be amazing. And I I get that like that goosebumps feeling you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I understand that like completely. Yeah, and everybody has different experiences and different, you know, some people might be like, I love this artist and I'm doing this for this artist. And that's not, that's not weird or a problem either. It's just people are different, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like people will do music, like people will start bands for a whole bunch of different reasons. Maybe it helped them through us, like music helped them through a part of their life and they want to do that for other people. Or maybe they just really want to, maybe they were just hanging out with friends at the start and then now it turns into something bigger. So now, as a band, uh, you've um, you've performed live in quite a few uh, areas, and you've also put out projects in the recording studio, as you were mentioning before. So your first EP, your debut EP, uh, To Me, uh, came out, what year was that again? Uh, 2019. So almost two years ago at this point. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's, it's This quarantine is, I feel like, has <laughs> aged me longer. But yeah, 2019. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we, we released it in, actually, we released it as a fun birthday present for myself. I, we released, we had a release party on my birthday and we were like, we went, we gigged at a bar that night and we literally did a whole release party celebrating that, that, uh, album or that EP. And we did the full EP and then we did, uh, a few covers and stuff throughout the night. And yeah, it was fun. It was like a really fun thing. It was actually cool. We had a bunch of our Whole Foods workers come and join us <laughs> and like come and like listen to us. I, I can't even tell you how many times I like sold the album like at work. People were like, hey, so we hear you're in a band. Can we like get that album? And I'm like, cool, sure. Oh, that's so, so cool. Yeah. So yeah, we had a release party on my birthday and yeah. And then that was that. And then like we played, we actually started to get 
quite a few gigs at that restaurant slash bar because they liked us so much from that night. And then, you know, the pandemic hit. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oof. So, yeah, that was that. But, yeah, it, it that whole out that whole EP thing was really just an amazing experience. I were after that happened and we we tried to go back right into it and like start trying to practice other stuff, trying to record other stuff, trying right. to work out other stuff, but like I said, like we only got so far and then like right, yeah. everything happened. So, yeah. That's unfortunate. But <laughs> like it's, it's what... a sad way to look at it, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But what was like When you went in to record this EP, what was the message you were trying to go for? What themes did you want this particular work to carry? I love this. I love these questions, Kyle. I, (laughs) you know, so where do I begin? So for me, the ultimate goal for me always was I really just wanted to release music really badly. Like I, I saw people around me and like releasing albums and releasing EPs and putting things on Spotify and having original music. And for me, for the longest time, I was trying to write, I was trying to write, didn't know how to write. Uh, And I just really didn't know where to start. And I had this experience, what was it? Summer of 2018. I had this kind of moment with this guy. Uh, We were really good friends and something happened where he was talking to me about something. And I just kind of kind of broke down in tears after it for a little bit, like for reasons I won't explain. But basically, we just kind of like I had a moment and I was like, I feel like I need to write. And I was like, that was the first time I ever had like this urge. Um, And I did that. And it's on the album. It is not my favorite song. If I had the choice, I would have ripped it right off the EP because I don't like it. I don't like listening to it. Uh, But it, it was, I felt it was important and I talked to my band members about it. They thought it was important, especially to have it because it was the first thing that actually prompted me to end up wanting to write. And then from okay. there, I tried different methods of writing. You know, the song that everybody likes from the album, that's probably everybody's go-to when they ask me, uh, is Back to Me. And that song was written on the beach. We, me and my guitar player, we sat on the beach. He brought in his acoustic guitar. We literally, it was like, I don't know, a random summer night, and we were just strumming chords. He was strumming chords. I was uh, spitballing lyrics, and we were just trying things. And yeah, and then I ended up hitting record on my phone so I would remember it, and it happened. And that is probably everybody's favorite song, and it just kind of happened in that moment. I probably still have the recording on my phone somewhere. But it's it was wild, and it was awesome. But I never thought a song could come out like that. And then it was just trying all these different methods of trying to figure out what lyrics, like how to make lyrics and things right, like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of how that worked. But with the themes wise, um, it's actually funny that you asked that because nobody really asks that that much. And I kind of took the themes as, because a lot of the songs have to do with relationships not necessarily just like dating but also just like friendships and stuff at least all the songs i wrote the the last song i actually didn't write it was my guitar player that wrote that one and you know so to me and hearing the last song as well i took the album or the ep as specifically like a love letter to me or like to you kind of thing so very much like to me, this is what the situation meant. 
to me, this is what happened here. And so oh, it's okay. my accurate description of what that was. And you may have a different perspective because perspectives are different. Right. But to me, this is how this was happened or how I interpreted a situation. So oh, that's, that's cool. how that like that was my like, I guess, cool hidden meaning. But like, it's yeah. not really too much. It's no one ever asks. So I feel like it's so like when you asked me that just now, I feel like I was like, wow, I actually have to go back and think about that for a second. It's. <laughs> Yeah, to me, like, that's, I remember giving a little description of it at our release party, because I said, like, to me, like, this is how I did the situation. This is how, it's from my point of view. The other person may have a different view of the situation, but, like, to me, this is what happened, and this is what, like, so that was, like, my description. And I know you could say that about any song. It's your portrayal of it, but to me, a lot of those songs only had to do with me. It wasn't just, like, I'm telling the story about somebody else, or I'm telling the story that happened years ago. Like, to me, this is how the situation happened. And I don't know. It, it might be dumb, but that's how I at least... No, that's that's re- actually really interesting. Cause, and the reason I ask that is because I love learning about, like, the meanings behind songs. Like, being explicitly told what it is. Because mm-hmm. I'm not too smart and I don't pick up on cues that easily. So I miss oh, the meaning me of a lot of songs. Me too. So when an artist can tell me, hey, this song is 100% about this. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can hear that now. No, me too. Me too. I, I always feel very dumb when I like learn. I could be listening to a song so much because for me, when I listen to a song, it's more about the music to me and not necessarily right. the lyrics. Because so like it might take me years to figure out the lyrics just because I'm not listening. I'm like listening to the music or I've made up my own lyrics to sing along right. with it. Because if it's like, oh, this is what they're saying, right? And they're like, no, they're saying this word. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I know <laughs> <Whatever>. that one. <laughs> so, yeah. So for me. Yeah, that's how I interpreted that that album, like the central theme of the album. Obviously, like I said, each song has its different meaning about who it's about and things and things like that. But yeah. Interesting. That's mm-hmm. really cool to hear about. We talked a bit about your rec- the recording process of your EP to me and the meaning behind it. But recording is only about half of what a band is all about. The other half, as we all know, is live performances. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, through research, you've performed at a lot of great places, uh, mainly the Stone Pony mm-hmm. and uh, many others. CBA I also recognized because I was going to go to high school there. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what is that like? What was that like? I mean, it's it's so funny, like, because you're so uh, being like a performer, you have to be like immune to play like kind of anywhere. Like right. it could be like this really tight corner somewhere or like it could be at a school or like you have to just be cool with any gig opportunity whether wherever it's actually kind of funny i have a story with the cba one and that's why i leave it there and for me that's it's been a huge part of my life uh before i started high school i actually i was still in my band circumstantial evidence uh have to reference back that one uh my drummer of that one was a good friend of mine and we were really tight and he actually went to cba so he got us a gig playing their like entrance i guess their barbecue they have at the end of the year where they bring in the new kids that are going to come the following year and stuff like that and so I played there with our band at the time and we played and I actually met some people there and one of them happened to be the director of their theater program and I met a lot of their stuff so they actually recruited me that day to join their theater department oh really like go like now I'm like graduating college this feels like so long ago but at the time so I ended up spending my four years doing theater with them uh and 
doing other things through for their theater department. And then I, I guess take another three years after that. And I worked in their summer theater stuff too, to help with their alumni shows and some of the other productions they put on in the summer. So I actually was, it became like a huge part of my life actually. And then I made it like kind of like a ritual to perform at the barbecue every year because I felt like that gave me so many things. So like right. whether it was with my current band or with just a, a guitar player or something, I always played there. So there was a few times I played with my guitar player because he ended up attending CBA. Oh. So we did that. But we also played some of their talent shows and stuff like that too. But I just right. made it more of like a ritual for myself because I felt like it gave me so many opportunities and so many friends and things that I would have never met if I never yeah. played that. It's it's weird how life works out for you that if you didn't play this one thing or do this one thing that like your whole life could have been different. Right, exactly. So, uh, and I probably would have never been a theater major in college if I didn't have that experience. So for me that's where that is so that's yeah. why it's important and i leave it there and stuff but yeah i played at cba uh that's always been a fun they've been always very nice and very uh amazing to us and you know i played at like my old college before i attended montclair i you know played gigs at the pony things like that other random bars and restaurants and every experience is unique and different in its own ways some people are nice some people are mean some people yeah. let you do these things some people let you do these things and it's and it's just it's all over the place it's always live gigging is so interesting and that's what i'll say because you never know the crowd you're gonna get yeah. like when you're performing something and you always that's the one thing that's actually pretty interesting is you have to like control your show based off your audience, if that makes right. any sense okay. too. Because, you know, we have those songs that everybody knows in our sets. Like we do an awesome cover of Sweet Child of Mine and things like that. And, you know, that's a song for people that a lot of people know and that right. people enjoy. And it's like a crowd pleaser. So if your crowd is really bored and you need to get them into it, like that's always a fun song to be like, oh, these people know how to perform or these and get them into the crowd and things like oh, that. Okay. Um, so it's like it's kind of about like measuring your audience and kind of seeing where their level of like I'm watching you or paying attention to you right. is. I like I have make a set list for every gig. But, like, it ends up changing. If it doesn't change, yeah. it's not a normal gig. <laughs> because, so like, you have to be, like, flexible to, like, change yeah, like, how the audience is. Yeah, you have to be flexible. And, like, sometimes, you know, you might have overestimated how many songs you have. Or, you know, some things just happen in a spur of a moment of just, like, like I don't even know. Like, for example, like, our last gig we performed before the quarantine, uh, it was in February of 2020. And it was at this same bar restaurant that we did our, um, that we did a release show at. And so we have known the venue. We know what the audience they kind of bring in. But we play this late slot. It was like a nine thirty to one a.m. one thirty oh, wow. in the morning slot. Yeah. So and it was like a half hour, forty minutes away from my house. So like I, it was always like I wasn't getting home till like three in the morning. Yeah. But anyway. It was a fun gig. Uh, we we got like a decent amount of pay from them, so we like always took it, and. <laughs> You know, the funny thing for me is that night, uh, in the moment, I think, because sometimes when we're switching between songs or whatever, or coming back from a break, sometimes, like, one of the other band members will test out a song on their instrument or whatever, so my guitar player is completely the victim of that. He'll play, like, random Tool songs and things like that on his guitar and just start shredding them, and I'm like, all right, whatever, but I think he started playing Lose Yourself by NMM, and then, like, my drummer and bass player followed suit. 
So then I just started singing it too. And like, that wasn't on our set list at all. But like, I felt like I needed to add to it. Uh, yeah. So I just started doing it. And then everybody in the bar was like, what is this? <laughs> and like, I wish I had a recording of it. I don't. But uh. it, like, anytime I tell the story, people are like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, I like was covering NMM last night. It was so odd, but yeah, so we did, so that was just something that kind of happened and we rolled with it for about like, I want to say a good two minutes. And it just like, we just kept doing it and people got really into it. And then you also have to deal with like drunk people at these kinds of yeah. shows too. Like that show that I remember that night, like people tried coming over to me and like dr while I'm performing and literally were like, can I like sing with you? Or like, I want to come up to you. I'm like, what is happening? So there's a lot of that. There's like, you have to kind of like work with them. If people are dancing, you have to work with that dance crowd. Uh, right. Like, so you don't want to play like a song that won't be danceable after a song that was. Uh, yeah, probably. We tried gearing our set list too. Like, and as much as this sounds horrible, like we end up playing a lot of easy songs because the easy songs are the people that, songs that people really like if that makes any sense at all like so i'm talking like the middle jimmy world it's not a hard song for anybody to play or sing it's not a hard song at all but everybody loves it so you play it you have to it's know your song. crowd and that's what i'm saying so like it might be an easy song to perform but like it's because everybody likes it you're gonna do yeah. it so no i, I see that yeah it's always like a mixed bag of like of that you're gonna get you know with all this stuff so you never really know with what the gig is gonna hold and like what's gonna happen at it and what people are gonna like and what people aren't gonna like and yeah it depends yeah. it really does but it's always interesting that's for sure yeah i i could imagine that <laughs> and like playing at some of the like i go back to the stone pony playing at that how was playing there knowing that like great artist of today like bruce springsteen once played there and all that how did that feel being on that stage so i'm not gonna lie this is, might sound like not the answer you want but it's not as fun as you would think actually because it actually <laughs> takes a lot more like i'm sorry i just like ruined your mood <laughs> the first time i performed there i was a freshman in high school with my brand circumstantial evidence i i was really excited that first time and i thought it was super fun and i i like pep it up for people and say oh yeah it's super fun but honestly it's not hard to play the stone pony it's probably the if i wanted to tomorrow oh i mean not tomorrow right now but like right. i'm saying like if i wanted to tomorrow on a normal day i could play there it's just not that oh, wow. hard it's because a lot of times they need bands to open up for these bigger bands and right. things and the thing is with them what a lot of people don't realize is you have to sell tickets for them and that's the most annoying part about being a band and playing those kind of venues because they want you to like sell tickets and they're like if you don't sell 20 tickets 30 tickets 40 tickets you're not playing and then you have to end up giving us money so it's like you're ending up paying to play right. if that makes any sense and then it just doesn't like so like the first few times like the first time i did it it was fun and there was also like six people in my band so it wasn't hard to sell the tickets yeah. uh but as like your group gets smaller and things change it, it gets harder and like so the last few times i had been playing there it was more because it was a charity event and i did that okay. because of that yeah. not necessarily because like oh i was dying to play there again and don't get me wrong the acoustics and stuff in there is great and you always see people you know there and it's fun, but it's like also it's a pain if you have to sell tickets to people that come, you know? Yeah, I could imagine and that, yeah. Like, so instead of me going to it, that's why I steer towards restaurants and bars a lot because they pay you to play and that's what you'd oh, rather. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, because I, I don't really take gigs anymore unless it's like, like I said, a charity thing where I 
unless it's charity, I'm trying to make money off of it. So right. like, you know, like, like, I don't want to walk away with anything less than like $400 a night or something. Yeah, or that something makes sense. Like that. So, so that's where I'm kind of like, I'm at with that. So, right. yeah. So like, it's, it's fun to play there and I don't want to make like, sound like, <laughs> oh, all my hopes and dreams are down the drain. It's just like those kind of venues like there and like the Brighton bar and a lot of those kind of places that are along the shore, they, they like make you sell tickets and it's kind right, of annoying. Yeah. So. Yeah, because I've seen, I, I went to see You Might Be Mine there and a bunch of other, they did a whole like winter party thing and I, I noticed they were trying to sell like exactly. tickets beforehand. So, cause. Yeah, and that's the thing, you have to amp up your promotion and it's like, it's sometimes so much more stressful than you than you want it to be when it's supposed to be something that's just fun. And right. I don't know, like to then sell that many too, it gets so stressful and it's just too annoying. And then yeah. it's like, then I have to lay out money and it's like, why do you want to lay out money to play? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it makes no sense. So yes, the acoustics are great. It's fun because like, you know, all these amazing bands have gone through there, but at the end of the day, it's not really like completely worth it. Right. So. Okay. I, 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 yeah. If you know what I mean, I feel like I just crushed all your dreams, but like, <laughs> you're right. It wasn't the answer I was expecting, but I, I kind of should have expected that from mm-hmm. like prior mm-hmm. knowledge. But it's okay. It's, it's, okay. it's still you're good to know. Cause, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, too. I've thought about it again, too. Sometimes when I see that they need like opening acts for like, Sometimes it's more of these like headliner bands and then I'm like, all right, you know what? Maybe I'll do that. But then right. like, I like, I don't know, something comes up or whatever. And then I just don't bother. Right. But yeah. So there's that. That's interesting. I never like really thought about it that way. I just figured mm-hmm. like, oh, playing live. It must be like nerve wracking to start. But then once you get on stage, no, it's it, it really de- like, yeah. And honestly, like your nerves start to go down a little bit more when you realize like like when you're at like again like a restaurant or something half the time people aren't listening to you they're just like it's in the background so unless you're doing something like a bar that like like i said people are dancing or something or whatever nobody's noticing you or they're really drunk and they don't notice you know what i mean (laughs) so they're just like cool i know this song and so for me one of my biggest things because i know uh anybody when people ask me about singing and stuff they're like oh you must be so stressed you must be so nervous honestly the most nervous i get is because i'm afraid i'm gonna mess up the lyrics and that's my biggest thing never about hitting a note it's always about the lyrics and because i'm always afraid someone's gonna be like she messed up the lyrics right there and i'm like yeah uh no i didn't and then i just like try to hide and that's like where my anxiety kicks in right right there but but uh otherwise no it's not it's not as bad especially when you start playing or you're playing for like three hours or something Oh, I also remember another gig story, I think, that I had that was pretty funny that just came to me, actually, um, that you might get a kick out of, Kyle. (laughs) So we were playing this bar, last-minute gig. Uh, It was outside on the water, so it was really fun. Like, it was a cool location, Um, but it was just me and my guitar player, and we were just kind of, like, chilling, doing our usual stuff, and... I guess we got to a point where people were like, can you play this? Can you play that? And we're not one of those kind of bands that like usually does requests or anything. But we're like, you know what? Why not? Who cares? We'll see what happens. So we end up taking a request. At the time, the song Shallow was really popular. So they asked us to do that. And we did that. My guitar player didn't know it at all. So he like literally pulled up the chords on his phone real fast. And we were (laughs) trying it out and seeing what happened. People were into it anyway, even though we were just like learning it on the spot. Uh, and then, 
Someone then requested Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. So then we just started playing. I have a re- I actually recorded it on my phone because I knew like it might be actually good and then we're going to have to have this from out time stream. It wasn't that good. <laughs> but it was it was so funny for me to like relive a childhood memory and yeah. be like I'm going to have to sing Party in the USA. I was like I used to just shout this at sweet 16s and like i don't know birthday parties and then like now i'm singing this at a gig and i'm getting paid here to sing this i'm like okay it's (laughs) whatever it's so funny that you brought that up because i have not a similar story but a story relating to party in the usa because my goodness i don't think i've ever mentioned this before at least on the show you might know but i was in a early college program in high school called the Early College Mm -hmm. Academy, ECA. And basically what that was, just to give a quick little thing, is we took college classes along with the high school classes. So we graduated high school with an associate's degree. That's all it really was. But what what was a running joke for the four years of us, because we're only like 30 students, a very small group, but the running joke was party in the ECA. That was the joke since freshman so year. So you go, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a party in the ECA. Close. I wrote an entire song parody of that song, learned how to play it on guitar, and then had one of my friends sing it with me at like one of our graduation parties. That's so funny. I love the commitment right there. I, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, I'm just like, okay, the joke exists. I was told I have a way with words. Let's see what happens. I love that. I love I love the connection of Miley Cyrus and how we're connected now. We're like party in the US. Uh, unfortunately, though, I don't have a recording of it. I have the lyrics, but I don't actually have like a recording. So Kyle, you know what that means? You have to like re-record it and then post it on the internet for everybody to see. Oh, um, <laughs> we'll see. That's a maybe. That's a hard maybe. Hard maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um <laughs> anyway let's get off that topic. moving on Kyle's moving like, on get get, get rid of that <laughs> but um for your band to like kind of yeah. wrap up this interview before we move on to the final segment but i know like circumstances are hard for everybody right now things aren't going the way any of us would have thought of but is there any future projects that you and your band are like working on or planning um I think the first step for us is just getting back in, you know, and working together uh, again, right. because like, like I said, we haven't been all together in one room in quite a few months now. Yeah. Uh, things have like, like, like I said earlier, you know, the current circumstances are not the best, but also like some of my band members have gotten job promotions and stuff. So it's like working with all those schedules and stuff. And yeah. so it's dealing with that. Um, so that would be the first step. And we, I would really like to just go back and, and work on writing with them. I feel like I've been having like a block with writing. So I definitely want to get yeah. back into that mode. Uh, but no, no current projects with them. I've kind of, I'm on my own current path right now. So I really don't have anything because I've, because of all this stuff going on, I'm like trying to make paths in every way possible right yeah. now. So I'm trying to work on each route for myself. And then just worrying about that. So, like, me personally, yeah, I have stuff that I'm working on, but, like, not as a band, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So, like, more of a solo artist kind of thing. Yeah, solo, just, like, current career stuff. I'm about to graduate, so I have a lot of, like, that kind of stuff that I'm working on and things like that. So, yeah. (laughs) So I'm working on more stuff for myself because 
I have to just do that. And then like, if the things work out or, you know, slowly we get all vaccinated or whatever the case may be, like then we can meet together and then that route becomes open again. If you know what I mean? Like there's all these different streets you could take and like, I'm working on all these ones right now. And then the other ones are going to come later. Hopefully, Some of these roads are under construction. Under construction right now. (laughs) There you go. That was the right term. So like, You know, right now I'm doing a lot more stuff with radio and with uh, theater currently, but maybe, you know, like the music is kind of on hold a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I I get what you're saying. I I feel like I'm kind of in that same boat, too, because there's like the this the show, the podcast, um, uh, art on one um, music, songwriting and that one. There's a bunch of different roads that I'm trying to take all at once and it's and then it's like yeah and then because of life too gets in the way you're kind of like okay i really can't work on this one thing right now and right, it's just exactly. like i need to take a break and it's like yeah so yeah we're kind right. of on it's like so nothing currently with sound of the fury uh i'm working on like updating a lot of just videos in general posting right. them and trying to get things out there uh and just kind of you know, I haven't stopped getting any feedback about our album or anything, so that's what I've also been trying to work on. I, Back in the end of last year or something, I actually sat through a music licensing webinar for our music. I actually like sat in with this guy who actually worked on How I Met Your Mother and a few oh, really? other TV shows, yeah, that um, he actually listened to our album and gave us, or one of our songs that I sent in, and gave he gave me like critiques and stuff on it. And like, he really liked it, but then he was like, you know, maybe this could be mixed better and stuff like that oh. here. So he gave a lot more of like recording um critiques for us and like mixing so if we went back in the studio and recorded it but he gave us like this whole few things to work on so i'm really big into the music licensing i think you knew that kyle but um it was something that i've always like kind of wanted to be curious about because that's your next route a lot of times with like when you release an ep or an album like trying to get your music into things so people hear it like movies and tv shows and things like that so that was like kind of helpful advice for me because i like was trying to get did was our music even any good and like right. I was trying to get that from somebody that wasn't biased. Okay. So that was something that we did, um, that we worked on. But uh, other than that, nothing really Sound of the Fury oriented right now at this okay. current moment. No one can really blame you. It's been a rocky <laughs> Yeah, <world>. like I said, yeah. <laughs> but with that being said, we are going to move on to our final segment of the show, Royalty Recommends. And here is the intro. Welcome to Royalty Recommends, the end segment of the show where me and my guests both recommend one thing that we enjoyed in the past week. And, as the golden rule, the guest gets to go first. Oh, I feel so like I don't know what to say to recommend. Oh, um, hmm. Kyle, why don't you go first? Because I need a second. (laughs) No problem. Um, so... I was, this week, I was going to say, oh, uh, my thing was my streams that I do every day now, but that's felt a little self-centered, so I'm going to kind of take an off-road into that. Uh, I've been watching this YouTube channel called Nutty. It's a weird name. I don't get it, but what he does is he gives a lot of tips on, like, streaming and stuff, like how to make your stream look good, how to mix audio and all that kind of stuff, so I've been watching a lot of him to like learn what I should do differently to make my streams a little bit better. Cause I wanted to start streaming every day, just like mm-hmm. video games, art kind of stuff, just to like 
you know, have some consistency. Because I do videos on YouTube like once a week or twice a week if you count the show. But like a lot can happen in those five other days. So I just thought he's been very helpful or his channel has been very helpful. And I'm starting to get into motion of changing a lot of things around when it comes to that. That's awesome. I like that. Um, I think what I'm going to say is because this has been like, I guess, my current life right now when I'm not working on something, I guess, entertainment centered, like when I'm not working on my shows and stuff that I'm doing. So I've been trying to get back onto binging and stuff and trying to binge shows and stuff. But I've also been trying to like tackle new things and kind of get out of my comfort zone a little bit with things. So this is kind of goes hand in hand with two things. So, um... I'm currently binging the show Curb Your Enthusiasm, and you might say to me, well, what what does that have to do with, like, getting out of your comfort zone or something? Well, so that show, what is fun about that show, I'm on, like, season seven now, so I've, like, gotten really far. Uh, it's improv-based. So oh, really? the whole show is, like, there's not really, like, a script. Like, there might be a main idea in the said scene, but it's improv on the spot. And for me, as an actor, I'm really bad at improv. And I, you might say, like, how are you bad at improv if you're, like acting and you kind of have to no i am too no no but it's like that improv like there's a lot of improv circles or people that are like really could do stuff on the spot so for me like that show is like i'm like i wish i could do that i want to do that and i've been trying to tackle improv a little bit because i've actually just started playing D &D, and that might sound really nerdy but i just i'm in two sessions now or two campaigns oh cool and i'm playing and the whole point of that is like kind of there's a lot of role play acting without a script and stuff so kind of taking a lot of these ideas i'm trying to get better at improving and kind of like it's something that I get nervous about and it's something I get like not comfortable with. So I'm trying to get more out of my comfort zone a little bit. And especially this year we're on into a new year, uh, maybe like exploring more of getting out of my comfort zone. So I'm trying to do a lot of that kind of stuff. So I don't know, I guess I could thank D and D and thank curb your enthusiasm for trying to get me to do that. (laughs) That's good. So current things that I'm working are watching and slash playing. So there you go. That's cool. Yeah, I, I was, was trying to get into um, Dungeons & Dragons. I think spring is when I started hearing about it around campus. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, obviously, things happened. and. Well, yeah, so I've been, we've been playing uh, virtually. So it's been, it's been um, very interesting to try to tackle that. But, like, I'm playing in two different uh, campaigns, one being one that's, like, very inexperienced players and then one that's very experienced players. So, like, kind of taking from both and trying to be, like... Uh-huh. How do I play? I'm playing yeah. with two different groups of people. And then it's like, it's it's trying to get me more, like like I said, comfortable slash right. like trying new things and things that are out of my comfort zone and where I don't really know. Like with like music and theater and stuff, like I'm in more of a comfort zone there. I know what I'm doing. But then when I get to something like this, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. So like, right. so it's just trying that out. So it's my new goal, I guess, trying to get, comfortable with things right trying new things specifically so there we go (laughs) that's cool yeah and and with that we have reached the end of our show this concludes another episode of king's cast actually before we do that um if anybody is interested in finding out more about your band where could they find you good question kyle uh sound of the fury has a ep out on spotify uh, Apple Music and a lot of other any other streaming service that you could find. It's called To Me and an ellipses after that. So Sound of the Fury. Cool. And if you're watching on YouTube or 
one of those other platforms, there will be links to those kind of things. But, Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> hey, no problem. Thank you, everybody else, for tuning in. Thank you for joining me for this uh, Pinterview, as we called it. I forgot to say <laughs> that at the start. But it's been a lot of fun. I've gained a lot of new insight that I haven't gotten from the other two. So I'm with each in, uh, each Pinterview I do, I'm getting more and more knowledge. And soon I will amass the whole knowledge of the world and become unstoppable. <laughs> That's the goal. That's the goal of the show. You're going to just become <laughs> Exactly. That's why there's a new topic every week. There we go. I love it. I love it. But thank you, everybody, once again for watching. Be sure to check out everything else. Stay tuned for the rest of WMSC. And have a maximum week. I will see you all next time. Goodbye. Bye.